going through Just bowling like green contracts. We're <laughs> so, not doing it for me. This is why I asked if you were planning. What if I had anything? I was just gonna go off the cuff, and then you made it more like serious seeming than it it initially seemed. So now I'm introducing now each other I'm nervous. Hey, Connor, yeah. nice to meet you. How are you doing? Good. Jack, I'm good, thank what's you. Good? Um, no one's gonna ask how I am. How are you? <laughs> this is the problem though, because we've done the formalities of like everybody yeah, walking into the room, and then you the have to sit down and start the recording, and then do the formalities again. But it's forced because I already know that you're both good. <laughs> and if you were bad, you weren't going to say, "Oh no, I'm terrible." I'm so, not feeling great. Right. <laughs> a little bit stressed out from all the changes. Yeah, you've had a rough. There's been a lot of changes to Connor. <laughs> but here now, that's the most yeah, important. It's so fucking packed tonight. It? <laughs> <laughs> it's been a tough time for Connor. So should we it just? Hasn't been the same since the accident. <laughs> We'll just kick it off, kind of tell yeah. us about... Uh, There's always a good joke about that, though, because the, the accident, like, you go, well, what accident? You go, my birth. Yeah, I've been... <laughs> I've never heard that one. So that would have got me, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a good one, I like it. Yeah, let's, let's segue into it. So tell us about MDMA, right? Connor. So, I know, I don't know anything about MDMA. Not, not done drugs. Uh, <laughs> there are, however, studies that have been coming out that have been touting a good effect of MDMA is helping people with autism, like helping their social anxiety. So I'm interested, mm -hmm. having social anxiety and autism. Kind not, of the target market. Yeah, but I'm so not, what are your I'm not just super keen on just going, let's have some MDMA. Yeah, what are your it. reservations? Because I find that interesting. The study itself was really small. I think there was like yeah, 15 really people. It, wasn't, it says 12, 12 participants. Yeah. So it wasn't really a big sample size, which means that it's not It's not necessarily representative. Yeah. And also I feel like it's a mind-altering drug. So yeah, it's going to have yeah. some effect on the way people mm -hmm. think in general. Yeah, I guess the main issue for a lot of people is that it's not been tested you know, that extensively, mm. so the long-term effects aren't really known. I think just... Like, like you could argue that's just a stigma around it because it's known as a party drug. But yeah. There's probably others. But I feel like it can just help anyone with trials. social anxiety. It doesn't necessarily... Unless there is yeah, some specific... Yeah, I'm not sure what... No, I think that it is... I think specifically with the autistic sort of dimension mm. of it is that MDMA helps you, like, connect... I'm not saying you don't connect to people, but it helps you feel... You don't feel like, like you're the on the same level as people. You don't feel like you're on the same level as people. I wasn't so. doing that like directly. Just, oh. just, <laughs> just, <laughs> out. just Nelson. No, I was laughing because of the commentary Nelson. around it, not just yeah, yeah. going. Yeah. yeah. But I think in a controlled environment as well, mm. knowing the dosages. And the See, I think the thing is, it's well. microdosing. I think yeah. that's the main point. You know, so it's not just going You would probably wouldn't necessarily even notice the like of it. Yeah. I think it's going to be it was different, years but... before we're going to get that on the NHS. Like, it's well, not going to be something that is going to happen really yeah. quickly. It's They're going to have to scale up there's the... still a lot of stigma, and then hate to bring in the whole big pharma like, conspiracy. But there is, there is reasonable, you know, it's not unreasonable to imagine that companies getting rich off of painkillers and antidepressants and the like aren't going to sort of take issue with a newcomer on the market. These but, companies... But what's going to happen? Like, this, is, this is always a common thing with big pharma as a, as a 
an argument against the new drug coming out, which yeah. I always find bullshit, is that they're going to make these drugs. They're going to profit off these yeah. drugs as well. It's not yeah, something so. that they're going to try and hide. They're not hiding cures for cancer yeah. because they could profit no, from those anyway. Like, it's not, it's not a... The difference is, I think, is that a lot of the drugs that are used at the moment to cure things like social anxiety, or not to necessarily to cure, yeah, but to but help to people with, is that these, these drugs have long-lasting effects. They are going and doing these drugs. They're doing it for a controlled period of time, mm. and then afterwards they're having prolonged effects without the drug. The same with microdosing LSD, for example, yeah. for people with depression. Mm-hmm. There are long-lasting effects after you stop taking the yeah. drugs. Yeah. Whereas with a lot of the drugs that are used, way. you have to use them on a regular basis. Yeah. Antidepressants, for example. Because they're just basic sort of yeah. blockers or inhibitors. But what, what, what it does is, whilst I agree with you, I don't think we're going to start like, getting being able to put down to the, your GP and get some MDMA, it raises these conversations. And it's, yeah. good to have, <laughs> it's, good to, it's good to have these conversations about things like uh, alternative medicines from yeah. the point of view of uh, illegal drugs because mm-hmm. they do work. Things like mushrooms, things like well, I think, I think, it's, like I think it's a bit broad to just say they just work because I don't think that's exactly a lot of the studies yeah. that have been done there is shows that they have say, benefits. There are benefits. Yeah, there, is, there, is, there is evidence to say that they have benefits, but most people aren't taking them now for those benefits. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. not. Like, that's, that's the, the thing. It's like saying, oh, yeah, well, we've taken them and they're having these benefits, but we're not taking them for trying benefits, to so. remove that stigma, yeah. I guess, of that anyone who consumes MDMA or even just something like cannabis mm. is going to become a filthy drug addict mm. on the street. But it depends on how they're doing it. If they're microdosing it, then fine. They're yeah. probably not going to But they might that. still however, receive the brunt of that stigma. Yeah, but however, there's also the stigma of current stuff. medications like antidepressants of people just yeah. carrying pill poppers and that they mm-hmm. can't cope yeah. without them, which like, is true yeah. and can easily be but the case with microdosing of MDMA. Mm-hmm. They're still going to... It's kind of a tough one because if know, it makes you feel better, yeah, you're going to want more. That's how it. That's how it works. Mm-hmm. So, could you not argue that people are using things like MDMA already for those reasons to get over things like social anxiety to break yeah, the ice at parties? To probably do use, them. but I think they're probably taking too much. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And absolutely. then, it's got, the, then yeah. you've got the after effect yeah. of obviously where your brain so basically it dumps all your serotonin. It's a very scientific explanation, isn't it? But yeah, your serotonin uh, what, like receptors, they're firing like crazy. And then you're in a deficit for, say, the next couple of days, or yeah. depending and then how much you took it. And that's more. when you feel like shit. Yeah. And that's when you might be like, damn, I felt really good when I was doing that. Yeah. But that's I doubt the, the that s- would happen in this situation because you'd be, you know, if it's people who've only ever taken, taken it in a microdosed format. Just to get them on an even keel and not to make them, you know, like touch the souls of everyone that they meet, <laughs> they're probably not gonna have that much of a desire to I'm use still it skeptical. In that way. I'm still really? skeptical you because reckon? even with antidepressants, which aren't necessarily super high doses mm-hmm. of, of things, and I know I've, I've been on like about yeah. 12 different antidepressants in my life already, mm-hmm. you do end up going, okay, I just can't. Without like I can't yeah. be a normal person without taking mm-hmm. antidepressants for a. But if they're microdosing, because I don't think that taking antidepressants is like a bad thing at all. No. If that's what you, if that's what you need. No, the problem is, if is they're you're using to... them in the same way. Yeah. Is it really? But it's, that much it depends on the follow up. You can't just say here's a prescription for MDMA. It's only a microdose. Go nuts. Like yeah. 
it's not they have to account for like long-term use and they have to review it constantly which yeah. is what they're supposed to do with antidepressants and the long-term effects and long-term like effects so which obviously then they, they haven't really studied there needs to be far more yeah. rigorous yeah. long-term testing which but is why it's going to yeah you, you'll never get that rigorous testing if you don't first open up the the conversation yeah. and this is what that's done and it's really good yeah. I'm, yeah. my granddad was on antidepressants for 40 years because they put him on and then they never reviewed him yeah and now and that's not and he now might he's not dead now he can't <laughs> antidepressants <can. coughs> yeah. he died normal like yeah. um, lived a long life but he can't he, he couldn't come off them because he used to say if, if he went to bed and he forgot to take them, he wouldn't be able to sleep. Yeah. And now he'd have to go downstairs and take one. I like listening to people have these conversations because I've never really suffered with anything like social anxiety or depression. Luckily, I've never been on antidepressants. Yes. And um, a lot of antidepressants, you don't. I think people have this stupid image of taking antidepressants and they make you feel happy. Yeah. yeah. They make you feel better. They, they don't. really don't. A lot of the time, you know, you've been on some. Yeah, well. I was on fluoxetine. Yeah, for I've been on Like a year, maybe yeah. just over a year. And it definitely you know got me out of the bad place where I was but, but it, it doesn't didn't, make it you doesn't into make a good everything place, like it? rainbows it, it and averages happy. everything out. yeah and in the end yeah. I just felt kind of numb from it I yeah. don't know if you had that experience yeah. but yeah you just it sort of dulls everything yeah there's such a misconception about first of all what depression is mm-hmm. and what social anxiety is and then how to treat it uh, social anxiety is so annoying because I think it's really whole, trendy, you know, though, isn't it's it? Trendy it's trendy to oh, be, oh, I'm so awkward. I'm, I'm so awkward. So oh, and you go, you're out every night. Actually, it's not. Yeah, it's, it's crippling. The people that always claim to be really socially anxious are like the loudest yeah. and most obnoxious one in the room. Yeah. Nine times out of ten. And if you criticise them for that, you don't understand yeah. what I'm thinking. You, you give them a panic attack. Yeah. It's like, the amount and, of people uh, that bandy around panic attacks. Yeah, and from what I've heard, having actually having a serious panic attack is... Awful. It's not fun. Yeah. It's not something that you would tell people about all the time yeah. because yeah. it it makes you sound crazy. Hmm. It makes you sound yeah. like a bit of a nutter, doesn't it? I and sometimes you don't even necessarily know it's a panic attack. Yeah. That's the best thing, especially you, if you, it's like really low level and you're just like yeah, you won't realise until you look back on it yeah, yeah. and you're like oh okay. Because I used to get I used to get a, like a thing we just called it a mini heart attack. My chest used to feel really tight and mm. funny, really like weird pain, and I couldn't tell what it was. It used to happen just randomly. Yeah. Didn't know what it was. This is when yeah, I was like maybe 15, thing. 16. It can come on for like yeah. no reason. And then when I was 16 or 17 in college, I was like, this is really bad. This is, I need to go to the nurse. So I went to the nurse. And she just went, well, all the symptoms are a heart attack. So we're phoning an ambulance. <laughs> and I went, okay. <laughs> made it worse, boy. obviously. So got yeah, like an ambulance. It's got, like a self fulfilling prophecy. Got put on an ambulance outside the college. Yeah, it was I awful. bet that really enhanced your street <laughs> Kicked one of the paramedics the in the tits. <laughs> because You're I was, I was, so abuse, I was really like, oh my god, oh my god. Stuff. And I just like, because yeah. yeah. <laughs> they got like an Chest ECG on me because obviously they want to measure what my heart's doing and they're like doing all the like heart rate and oxygen levels and stuff like that. And they're like, cables coming out of me and I'm just yeah. really freaking See, out. Yeah. Just yeah. And then after that was when I first went on antidepressants. Did you both take because this this study was based on um, the Leibovitz social anxiety scale, yeah. <coughs> which I hadn't heard about before? No, I've not specifically heard of it. I've did, done like social anxiety, yeah. I've done like yeah. depression scale. Did you take it? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. I think what we got the same score? thing. We've got like severe anxiety. Well, I can't remember the score. It's like, it was, what was it out of 50? It was something like between 
150 and 100. Well, the max score you could get was like 100. Oh, that was it. And, and if it you was were like between... anything over 70 yeah. is moderate to severe. Yeah, I think I got 75. Yeah, I got like mid 70s. Yeah. So at least we know we're not like in the I can't completely strip. crippled yeah. condition. Well, obviously, we know that, right? I can, I can Otherwise, go out. we wouldn't be here. But it, it's, yeah. it depends on the day. I think that's mm. the thing. People oh, think yeah, it's it if you go, you, you've got social anxiety and you're still going out. Well, yeah, but that's yeah. because some days I'm fine. Some days are worse. Than that is how it works. Like some and days I can't go out. That you're in as well. yeah. Some people you feel a lot more comfortable. I mean, it sounds like basic stuff, but but it's not for people who've never experienced it. Yeah, mm. they really. Which is why the conversation yeah. is so important yeah. from people that have yeah. experienced it. Because me sitting here and just going, yeah, I've never had it. Like I hear people it's all the time talk about, you just go out and, and put yourselves into those situations yeah. and do you know you, you oh, sort your diet out, you sort your oh, lifestyle sort out. Your diet out exercises. It's not as simple as that. No, it can't no. be as simple. People, as that. I genuinely see people on Facebook just saying people with depression just need to go for a run. That yeah. make you feel fuck off. If you got a chemical Idiots. imbalance, you have no idea. Yeah. What, like it's not that simple. It would things like that. lifestyle and diet? help if, if you got those things on track um, possibly a little bit I mean, yeah they, they, but it's not this be all and end all that's that's just life in general yeah. they can make the symptoms more manageable themselves. they can yeah. make the symptoms more manageable i don't think they're instantly going to make you feel or so I much better you're not going to go for a jog every day and go that's it yeah. i'm really if you out. have that kind of those kind of issues it makes it harder to do those sort of things yeah exactly so therefore saying like oh just do this isn't going to help because no. it's like i know that's what i need to do I just can't summon yeah. like, the energy. It's also the, the same, like, oh, if you've got no energy, the best thing you can do is go for a job yeah, to get more energy. Like, you go, well, you know, it's easier said Maybe than if, you're, <laughs> if it is just laziness and you're feeling just slug, sluggish mm. and lethargic, if you've got, you know, like chronic fatigue or long term conditions. I'm, I'm the ill one. <laughs> the broken one. Um, but also, what I found interesting about this was that there was a placebo group uh, mm-hmm. that didn't fare anywhere near as well yeah. as the actual tested group, which the, was the big one for me when I was reading. That's you need, why you the need study double, was so yeah. like, sort of I, I newsworthy. Are they called double-blind double blind studies? Yeah. Where you study, have the yeah. Double-blinds where not even the researchers know which yeah. group oh, okay, is which. Yeah. So it would be a double-blind placebo study. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, You do need that, and I think, yeah. It's, yeah. I'm hoping they're going to do more, and that's fine, but also I don't think that it shouldn't be used as a crutch. Just no, to, like, definitely not. There's, yeah. they, there's also yeah. studies being done on ketamine as depression, yeah. as a depression um, medicine as well. So yeah. uh, these things mainly happening in, in the US, and it does my head in that we don't do more of this over here. Oh because, yeah, we can't even get licensing for like cannabis no. trials because the government is like it's a harmful drug. Because yeah, of this recent psychedelic so we, can do, yeah. so we can do studies into CBD and stuff, can't we? I'm yeah. Sure we because CBD is a class as being psychoactive. Okay, right, okay. Mm-hmm. And it's the That's psychoactive the element, the THC, yeah. which means that they can't do studies on it because yeah. the government changed the law recently. Because it's a weed, it's a weed they, shop down there. Oh, yeah, well, it's, but it's a CBD. CBD oil, but yeah. they've got weed everywhere. But if you yeah, take it's, CBD it's without oil, THC in it. Okay. The thing or is it's like about under, the, It's got the under like 0.2% right. something. So like if that. you have a CBD oil pen, for example, you cannot separate... Pen? Yeah, yeah, you can like get a, a pen, pen or a vape pen. Oh, right, I thought you meant a writing. Not <laughs> you write Just clarifying. <laughs> yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> If you use one of those, because you can't separate the THC completely from the CBD, yeah, if you just sit and tug on that, you will get high. Mm. Yeah. So they can't completely remove it, which is... Mm. and if, It's the same with... You can buy CBD oil from Holland and Barrett now. Yeah. And yeah, if you, you take that, it is... Mm-hmm. You, you get a sense of... You actually get high, though. Like, it wouldn't necessarily call it, like, your Well, you're going to get the body high, aren't you? 
because that's yeah, the CBD at work. So I guess, yeah, someone could conceptualise that as fun. Oh, so again, that's again, just you're, semantics. It, and you're, th that's the thing, it's the, what's the difference? What's mm -hmm. the difference between that and, like, I down in a coffee and being... Well, exactly, that's, but that's, like, a socially acceptable yeah. thing. I think that the government haven't helped the situation by cracking down on THC. It's like when they crack down on benzocaine and the like just crack down on cocaine use and all that happened was it made cocaine purity just like skyrocket so the stuff on the streets was just getting way stronger because people had nothing to cut it with yeah so by you know being really harsh on anything to do with thc it just means that street skunk yeah. as like my dad would call it is getting stronger and stronger and then it does have a risk that it's going to cause paranoid schizophrenia in people yeah for sure so, so what, do, what do you guys think about having regulation in, versus in festivals having like a tent testing all the drugs i think yeah, it's I really important because yeah. i think it is going to happen anyway I, I think it's just do you think um, that's encouraging it yeah it is people are going to do it people yeah. are going to do, do it, it anyway. yeah i know but i think you push more of the you could end up dying aspect of it but that is like, making it safe for you to do it and then potentially getting hooked on it later anyway if they i think so i just really do, do you know how this you, you know this like the tents i've, I've heard about them I've, well, I've not, right. i don't go to festivals so i don't know yeah them, you yeah, can so. go and you can test your drug and if it's fine or they deem it to be safe yeah they they say oh like, yeah. they always ask would you like it back and they and they most people yeah, take it but if, yeah. if they if it has something in it and they say they sit you down and they say you take this you're going to be in serious trouble hmm. um so they do push that angle as well they do push yeah. drugs are dangerous but it's better for people to know what's in their drugs mm -hmm. than to just take them willy-nilly yeah i think I it's minimizing think deaths are, versus yeah, minimizing addiction yeah. obviously yeah but i just think the the addiction's a bigger long-term problem and it's not really i just feel like they shouldn't i don't know it's really difficult and i agree that it's probably better to stop people from dying from taking random drugs that they've mm -hmm. just bought but then also i just don't think you should be buying random drugs off people but you're That's never going to stop people from doing that no i know uh, in an ideal world of course that yeah. would be brilliant the only way that i think you're going to minimize the risk of drugs almost completely is by legalizing mm -hmm. them it's like with alcohol and the whole prohibition just saying well everyone's going to do it so we're going to let everyone do it anyway yeah, but, but, it's but that comes with like education it comes with complete regulation yeah you're not just decriminalizing mm. and going okay yeah. go nuts but then you can say, well, people still murder, so we can just legalise that. Yeah, but it's a bit different, it. isn't it? Well, no, because we still educate people. It's, it's, we still tell people that it's bad. In terms of harm still... reduction, though, it's much better to ban murder than to ban drug dealing. Yeah. You're, you're still... mur murdering somebody okay. else, you're affecting their life, aren't you? If you're, if you're yeah. just taking a drug, mm -hmm. you're... You you're not just affecting yourself. That's one of the things. Taking a drug isn't just affecting yourself. It's really not. That part of it is addiction... Definitely not. Yeah, yeah. If you're just taking one pill, but, but people like, get addicted to everything. Oh, no, I agree. Um, but then, like, it's being, like alcohol, yeah, but, we just yeah, no, I, no, I agree. There needs to be more about that, but there is. But saying oh, I'm addicted to video games is not desperately harming people around you because you're not going out that much. But if you're like it doing could drugs, be, though, it could get to the same stage as. Obviously, there's differences in physical and psychological addiction. Yeah. But what really is the difference between someone, say, sitting? in a darkened room smoking meth all day, not going outside, 
I mean, they probably would because meth makes you really drunk. I was going to say, it depends that on the drug. Someone <laughs> shooting heroin in their room all day, or someone, obviously there's a difference between that and then playing like Assassin's Creed all day. But if it sort of produces the same effects... Yeah, but they don't. They really don't. I don't think you can compare someone shooting heroin like, every day to... it produces the effect of withdrawing from your friends and family. You know, it's all about yeah. scales of addiction. I guess the argument is it's easier to not get addicted to video games than it is to get addicted to heroin. Kids, then heroin is an extreme example. The, the kids, I, I would say that when I was like 14, 15, that I was somewhat addicted to video games yeah, you get and it, I keep wanting to delete like Instagram until yeah social I think video games like you probably depressing. weren't addicted you just really like playing them no I'd say I was addicted I'd say that I well, you get, get like withdrawal symptoms, yeah. symptoms yeah. Yeah. if, I, if, I, if my, my parents were like come and sit down and watch TV I'd be sitting there I'd be moody as shit because I just want to go yeah. and play Xbox. I think that's just like most like kids anything, with anything. Right? Though. They would have, they would have been the like that. I'm not trying to dismiss it. I'm just saying I think most Everything most kids are like that when they're told they can't do the thing that they All want to children do. Children are addicted to yeah. video games. Addicted to being dicks. Like this is this is playing like but it has video moved. game addiction is playing video games for well over most of the day. Like this yeah, is. There are, don't get me wrong. I could do that, and I do like do that. It's like those people in internet cafes in Asia yeah. that just disappear, right? and then they but find that's becoming more and more frequent. Later. Yeah, and yeah, it is. Well, it becomes more frequent because there's more access to video games. And kids, you played Fortnite was a big one recently, where kids were playing that, and like never understood this. Their parents were like, were saying, get, "Can you get off the the game now?" Because you've been playing it for like ten hours straight. Yeah. These thirteen-year-old kids at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, but they shouldn't be able and they were attacking their parents. I'm ninety-nine percent yeah. sure it's like got a sixteen rating or an eighteen. Oh yeah, it's not really that bad. and it's like kids were playing Call of Duty, Nazi zombies, and shit. Yeah. That's got an 18 rating. It doesn't really come into it. No. But there's even worse parents. This is going off on a Fortnite tangent. There's ones in America who will pay people to train their kids to become better at Fortnite. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of uh, schools loads, popping yeah. up in Asia where they would train Yeah, like video games, to... because esports is like yeah. a real lucrative... You can get scholarships to go to colleges in the US through mm-hmm. video games. Yeah, which I think is pathetic. I love video games, so I think that's ridiculous. Well, but what, is, what's How the is difference between though? that that's and between... getting a scholarship to play American football? No, I agree. When the money is exactly the same. No, I'm not, I'm not saying one's better than the other. I'm saying they're both stupid. I don't think you should yeah. be given money as a scholarship to play sports. I think but that's just stupid. people find it entertaining. Like, how many people watch streams, you know? Yeah, I find it's that very like I said, I'm a gamer. I don't, like, I don't like watching other people play games. I think no, but I people do. That's the thing. People do. I agree. Yeah, I just think it's very odd. Do. And if there's a market for that, it's the same as, like, you know, football hmm. or concerts. What's the difference between that and watching, watching Emmerdale? You can, you can go to yeah. Foreman Arts College. You can get bursaries to go to perform mm, arts college. Exactly. What's the difference between that and going to school to learn how to play Personally, a I would say it's creating content. If you're going there to play a video, if you're going there to make video games or to make something yeah, and you're sort of producing like content, the, I think that's understandable. The creative. But if you're just going there to play a sport, me. you're not. Yeah, what if you're not just going there to sing a song? Like, you didn't write it, someone else wrote it, someone produced it. You're still it, producing that you're, the you're still star. producing, like, a, a media format, aren't you? Because you can put it on, like, you're going to be able to put it online, you're going to be able to get, like, tickets, like, sold and stuff to go yeah. and see that. That's and I agree, you can say that for football and stuff, so I just well think it's. Now. 
I'm just I'm just very anti sports. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so just, just to clarify sports. that when you get a bursary to go and play sports at like, an American college, you do have to study as well. Yeah. You can't just yeah, you don't just you go and play American just, football constantly. Yeah. Like you do go and, okay. to the, the extent to which they okay, study yeah. it can be the basis. I thought but like they have to like a, and so, so to just go really to to study like maybe sports physiology. No, no, you or, have to. You still have to do all your yeah, okay. and you have to pass. You have to pass. Otherwise, yeah. you, you can't play. Because that's that's a bit like my my uncle. My uncle heard that me and my brother had gone to a sports college because priory school is a sports college, isn't it? In 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 Portsmouth. And my uncle wanted to send his son to the sports college because he really, really pushing his son to go into football. He's become the best football in the world, and he's going to make loads of money. Mm-hmm. Fine, cash cow. Yeah, <laughs> fine. But he thought that it was a sports college in that they didn't bother teaching anything else. Oh, he thought he it was, thought like it was just a uh, just, just yeah, yeah. And I just went, well, hang on a minute, why did you think I went there then? <laughs> and also, like, do you remember me being a big footballer or a sportsy person you, in general? No, no. You, weren't, you weren't a big footballer. No, it's surprising, <laughs> okay. isn't it? I know. Badminton, that's what I did. I love badminton. It's nice, it's good. Yeah, it's good fun. You've got to be active. It's like when there's tennis. Hand-eye coordination. But that is complete lack of... Bowling, obviously. That is complete lack of knowledge. Is it you you have to stay in education. You can't... You're just going to go and play football. Yeah. Yeah. Constantly. That's why there's an image of most people as being brain dead, isn't there? That they don't know what they're doing. And that is... talk English. And a lot of them do... Are actually quite smart. Like, a lot of them. Who is it? David James always used to be the... Like yeah, you've philosopher got King. Eric Dyer, mm-hmm. who plays for Tottenham in England. He can speak multiple languages. Mm-hmm. I think he's got a degree. He's a really smart guy. So it is, it is a stereotype. Yeah, Obviously, yeah. there are truths to yeah. it. But um, yeah, it is, it is a stereotype. Yeah, but that just shows the importance of getting an education. Even if you are going into the arts yeah. as an industry, mm-hmm. it's good to like. That yeah, for sure. Because something like yeah. playing sports or becoming an actor, your chances of doing that, whilst you should like well, strive chance, to achieve your dreams, limited. absolutely. The chances are small, and the time frame is yeah, limited, limited as well. So you're gonna to have to do something after that, mm-hmm. which is a problem that a lot of uh, a lot of people that go into the entertainment yeah, industry did have. You guys is see that they... recently there was like I think he was on the Cosby Show, maybe an actor in America who someone took was a it picture. Crosby? He, he was in the Cosby show. Was, was it him? No, it wasn't Bill Cosby. Because he's, 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 he's had a career revival. If you want to call it he's always on the front pages. But no, someone had spotted him working, like, bagging groceries in an American supermarket. Oh, yeah, I did, yeah, I did hear about that. And then he, oh. was, he was basically getting trolled for having a regular job. Yeah. And then obviously everyone's sticking up. By for people saying, that work in retail themselves. Yeah, everyone's yeah. sticking up for him saying, like, Acting work is very unstable and not yeah, steady. Yeah, and also don't mock somebody for earning money and putting yeah, food on the table. Yeah, for making a living. Well, it's also denigrating people who do that job normally yeah. as well. So it's kind somebody of somebody like, needs well, to do it. That's beneath. Yeah. That's beneath certain people. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. Yeah, you've got you like that job needs doing. It's kind and some of the NGOs. Like started, don't the they? Thing we were talking about in that NGOs lecture of like the representation. Mm. It's like wow, these people's lives must be so shit. Yeah, it's just kind of not that. I swiftly changed the topic, do a complete bolt face. I saw this this morning, I thought you guys would have some thoughts. So you know Scott Kelly, I feel like he was in the news recently for no, I don't, reason. I don't know who he is. He's an astronaut, US astronaut, I yep. think. Um, 
Scott Kelly apologises after quoting Winston Churchill on Twitter. One of the, what does the tweet say? One of the greatest leaders of modern times, so Winston Churchill said, in... Victory, magnanimity. I guess those days are over. So magnanimity is basically like working together, I guess. Or, you know, after World War Two, instead of doing what they did after World War One, yeah. being like, you bet, you give us all the money. Mm. Um, it was like, hey, we need to work with these people who are who are our enemies and cooperate. That's a good word. It's a good quote. It's a good quote. Yeah, yeah. I completely agree. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's like cross party, and he's obviously getting at the whole how partisan politics have mm. become in the U.S. especially. For, mm-hmm. I'd say there's parallels. Well, here. Why does he have to apologise? Because people were not happy. Oh, is it because of other things? Winston Churchill said. Oh, here we go. Churchill said a bad thing. <laughs> Basically, Churchill, in case you weren't aware, was alive in, what, the 1930s and 40s. He was most prolific in the 1940s, yeah. obviously. But like leading he, he, grew the up, he grew up in the age of world wars and, well, and colonisation. Yeah, yeah, the U- the UK still had the biggest empire on the planet. Mm. There were still empires to fight over who was the biggest one. Um, and he caused a huge famine in India because he redirected uh, crops and food to British soldiers. He said some pretty ill shit about Gandhi. You know, why can't he just hurry up and die? No, a little bit racist. But I, I don't think anybody is suggesting that Winston Churchill was yeah, absolutely was perfect throughout his life. But no. All this guy was doing was taking one of his quotes. You cannot dispute that Winston Churchill was one of the greatest leaders of all time. Yeah. Like, he, because of the wartime stuff. Yeah, yeah. Outside of that, don't be wrong. Like oh, he wouldn't, no, I don't he think he'd have had much of an impact. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like yeah, he, he he did well with what mm-hmm. he was presented and with. He was an underdog. But we're not going to go. And he was absolutely perfect and did kinda, everything right in every single situation. He was yeah. like a bit of a bumbling fool. So like to flip this around, like people bash on Hitler. Oh gosh. But obviously <laughs> we're going with the Ken Livingston defence. Obviously I don't like Hitler, obviously. I'm very supportive. But you, you can say the same about him. Like, yeah, yeah, it's he, like he, some he, some great man history is true. Like some yeah. people did He's sing, gonna have said some things that were probably really prolific and it's profound like, and good. It's like um doesn't mean broken wasn't, is right. Yeah, twice, twice a day. day. Um but this it stuff with doesn't Hitler, mean he is in a dick and doesn't Hitler. mean like that You've confused me now. Why? This stuff, because I wanted to say this stuff with Churchill, and I said this stuff with Hitler. Oh. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so he had to apologise. <laughs> did not mean to offend by quoting Churchill. Uh, needs to educate himself on oh, his atrocities and racist like... views. But people are saying, you can't retroactively apply our standards to someone no. living, what, we 80, didn't, We didn't, we didn't have chemical warfare regulations in wartime then, surely. And... I think I there were think we in World did War Two. Yeah. Yeah. In World War Two, yeah, but this happened before World yeah, War Two, didn't it? Didn't, didn't it? He did. He, he him using chemical weapons. He didn't use chemical weapons. I don't think he caused a famine. Yeah, that thing said he used chemical weapons. Oh, did it? Yeah. Well, I don't know about that, so we probably can't. Like, I starved three million people. Advocated, advocated use of chemical weapons. If, yeah, we if we don't know what that's yeah. a reference to. Like, yeah. We probably shouldn't comment on it. But my point is, if we got to the point now where we can't quote. Some one Someone thing somebody said in their whole entire life hmm. because Without they also did bad things. Yeah, exactly. How ridiculous! But this has got is even there... worse. This has got even worse because <coughs> this is a news thing. But there was another thing recently in America. I don't remember who it was. I'm sure he was a Formula One driver or a race racing driver, whatever. 
who had his sponsorship pulled because of something his father said 30 years ago yes, before the guy that. was even born i saw that that is like yeah. ultimate <laughs> yeah they were ultimate like, my he face when he, he used the n-word yeah and he, he was his, an irish immigrant yeah, he was an irish swear. immigrant he'd just come over and he was like i thought it meant something else i used it i was told that it wasn't cool in america mm-hmm. so i stopped using it never used it again mm-hmm. since and then a couple of years later this guy was born he then went on to like, yeah. be a race car driver he had a sponsorship pulled because footage or information about his father saying this came out like came out again and they went well we don't want to be associated with that something that someone's father said that you had no control of because you weren't even alive that is ultimate jesus christ i can't get any job because of of something my dad said yeah it's like at the end of the day he had yeah he had no control well that's guilt by association isn't Mm -hmm. it you can't just say well you know it's the brand being like you're name now damages our brand name yeah. regardless of Which whether it was actually yeah. yes they didn't make such fuss i doubt anyone would yeah. really care that much it's like this scott kelly after he apologized he was then attacked from the opposite side saying why are you apologizing you just can't yeah. win though you can't someone win said generational chauvinism which oh was it piers like, oh yeah it's piers morgan Les Paul's, piers morgan said something else bullied by the howling lunatic twitter but you, you cannot win at these points, which is why, no. please, why people I beg people stop using social media. It, 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 public service announcement. It is it's so damaging, some brain. public discourse in particular, mm-hmm. because things like this happen. Somebody puts out something harmless, completely meaning mm-hmm. well, and it's actually quite a good point. Mm. And then they're apologising for yeah. quoting somebody and... The original point, nobody's talking about that. No, nobody's talking about lost. all of the interesting things to be drawn from yeah, what no he said. I don't necessarily think that's social matters. media. I think that's people's use of social media. I think people have evolved yeah, that's into the way that chronically it, offended. They're constantly worried media. about what other people are worried about. So whether we had social media or not, it wouldn't yeah. matter by this it's point. It's interesting wondering, would, would we have been this way if social media hasn't? Yeah, I agree. I, I think I social media has definitely helped it. I think what happens is that yeah. you're, you're constantly looking for these internet points. You're constantly looking to get that zinger in. Yeah. So you get likes and retweets and gratification. Yeah. And the See, don't give me I, I, like, I like arguing with people. I love arguing with people online. Yeah, we but, I'm not, but I'm not doing it for points and likes and stuff. I'm just doing it because I've seen someone say something that's factually wrong. Yeah. But the majority of people are. Oh, no, you would do the same thing in a room with somebody. I don't think a lot what of people... So if somebody said something factually incorrect in, a, in, a, in like, the classroom, yeah, yeah. you'd bring them up on oh, it yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't think a lot of people would have said, you're quoting Winston Churchill, don't quote Winston Churchill. I'd love to know how many people in our NGO's lecture would actually bring up stuff in person because yeah. half of them don't talk but I bet loads of them are posting shit online constantly absolutely yeah. and it's this keyboard warrior mentality yeah that but people would consider me a keyboard warrior because I, I post arguments online and I argue with people but again I'm not doing it because oh you've offended someone and you should never offend someone I'm doing no, so they're factually your... wrong or here's the actual other side of the story that you didn't pay attention to or whatever or you're the one saying stop getting so offended yeah everything hmm. And you you do write quite long. I don't know if you do you use Twitter. I have yeah, it, but I don't use right. Twitter. So I think form. Facebook as well, because that's where you mainly do this sort of thing. Yeah. Is you're writing quite long, calculated, thought yeah. out responses to things, okay. not 
like two lines saying, yeah. uh, you scumbag, yeah. you quoted Churchill. You're so toxic. I was an ad hominem. So yeah. You just can't, yeah. You, oh yeah, you, you, you that's, you lose that's really popular with both But you sides. don't on Twitter. You don't. Yeah. You, you people herald it, and yeah. and then oh, it boom, gets it's low behaviour, yeah. and you congrats you're congratulating people for being intellectually lazy, mm-hmm. and that that's a real issue. And then that seeps out into the streets when you you're looking, especially in America. Let's look at this sort of uh, like the fractured state of American politics. That what's his name? Oh, sorry, Scott. Scott oh, Kelly. Scott Kelly was was pointed out. Mm. You got you look at uh, where these left and right groups collided. All it is is shouting, yeah, shouting, and then punches get thrown and chairs get uh, thrown and people get hurt. Yeah. And there's no actual constructive uh, debate or conversation. Yeah, the centrists still get blamed. Yeah, but because Mike, like I I think this is related. The did you see the guy who roundhouse kicked that? Pro-life. Yes, I was you, see, you haven't seen this. So, uh, really left-wing guy. Rally. There was an, like an anti-abortion rally, wasn't yeah. it? They, oh, they, was they, it? Were, they were anti-abortion. They were pro-pro-life. I pro-life. thought they were pro-choice. No, no, so they were pro-life. And they were. Would kick someone. Well, this is the thing. He was saying, no, no, like I'm. He asked them if someone was raped, and like you, you say that you shouldn't allow them to have an abortion, mm-hmm. like they got pregnant from that, and they were saying, no, I don't think I'm, I'm protecting the woman. Like uh, protecting the child, sorry. Yeah. And uh, he just kind of went okay, and just roundhouse kicked her in the face. Yeah, he like fully plants himself. Yeah, that's disgraceful. He literally just went like that and just well, kicked her in the face. Immediately after, he knows he's on camera. Yeah, immediately <coughs> after, because the woman's recording him, and because she's recording him, and he she like, disagreed with him because he's he's saying I'm a left wing feminist and I'm protecting women, and he kicked a woman in the face. It's ridiculous, and it's not the first time he's done it. Well, that, that person should go to prison because it's yeah, assault. Yeah, this person. There's no him. They found him, and I think they've arrested. But there's him. no excuse for that whatsoever. Yeah. You are you are a scumbag, and yeah. you should not be able to participate. But in I find it really ironic debate. that he's saying I'm a feminist, I'm pro woman, and kicks a woman yeah, in the face because that's just really pro women who agree with you. It's it's which is the fraction in the yeah. in the politics. It's you. I only listen to people and respect people who believe what I believe, and yeah. anyone else is. Able to be punched. You're either an ally or you're not. And if you're not an ally, ally, you get mm. you you deserve violence. Yeah, that's what, and that's yeah it's how, kind how, of scary the whole well, how it's changed from you know everyone should be non-violent and we should resolve issues with words to suddenly sort of these people aren't worthy of words. You know these people are fair game with violence. It's yeah. what groups like I'm not comparing any side left or right. <coughs> sort of are politics to ISIS but that's it's it's classic you know in-group out-group mentality (coughs) and conceptualizing them as the other and saying it's okay to be bad to them another comparison would be exactly what happened in 1920s and 30s and early 30s Germany Mm -hmm. it was it was violence on the streets Mm. there is an opposition and if you see that opposition on the streets we don't have conversation with with them we attack them Mm -hmm. because they are our enemy and it's exactly the same. Antifa and uh, far-right groups get together on the street, look at Charlottesville. Things like that happens. Mm. And it's going to continue happening yep. unless we really change the culture around political discussion. Need to dial it down. Just people need to learn to hear you know, opinions that they don't agree with and be able to say, okay, that's your opinion. 
you're not forcing it on me. I'm not forcing mine on you. I think you need to you need to engage in a, a conversation in the same this. in the same way. I I think that you can apply the same way of trying to help someone who believes conspiracy theories, which isn't. Yeah, you shouldn't just yeah. jump down. You shouldn't just go. Like, you're, you're talking rubbish, you're and you believe in nonsense, and you're an absolute mm-hmm. sheep who's believing bullshit. There's ways of doing it, which is listen to their concerns. You can't yeah. just say your concerns are yeah, nonsense and I don't agree with them. them. So when you have people saying, I'm concerned about immigration, you actually need to listen to what their concerns are. Why are they concerned about mm-hmm. it? Why is it a problem because for even them? If the, even if there's no real justification for it. Even if the boogeyman yeah. that they've sort of built up in their mind isn't causing those problems, those problems are still there. Yeah. So if you help... Yeah. You know, to maybe figure out why they're experiencing these yeah. issues. You don't say to someone who's having like a panic attack about a particular thing, well, you shouldn't really be panicking about yeah. that because there are bigger things to worry about or different things. That doesn't help. Or doesn't even help further, you. you're stupid for thinking those yeah. things in the yeah. first place. Yeah, those kinds of things that's not how you change people's minds. Nothing so. to endear you to like a, a conversation. Yeah. And the books that I'm reading at the moment, the, I, can't, I still can't remember what it's called, uh, Down the Rabbit Hole, or escaping the rabbit hole or something like that, is you, you have to talk to people, you have to listen to why they believe things and then not prove them wrong. It's not about slapping them down and proving them wrong. It's about kind of showing them evidence of other things and go, well, what, have you like considered this? Have you considered this? And here's like evidence that's contrary to what you're saying and this is a reputable source and, mm-hmm. and whatever. And... Like, he's got loads of examples in this book of people who've suddenly stopped, well, not suddenly, like, over years or months or even days, started to question their belief yeah. in, in conspiracy theories because they were shown one mm-hmm. bit of evidence. But yeah. I just find it amazing, yeah. like, how it, people really can have that watershed moment. Yeah. The scales just fall from yeah. their eyes, and it's like, holy shit, I've been brainwashed. Yeah. But it's so easy to do, even with, you know, well, so one just of the things, like yeah. picking up political views from those around yeah. you, or just what is the norm. Well, relating it to to the conspiracy thing, I'm not going to go on it too much, but no, the chem, chemtrail thing, we'll talk yeah. about this in another episode, I'm sure, yeah. but the chemtrail thing, most people think it starts in the 1980s or 90s, and that before then there was no one, no chemtrails mm-hmm. in the sky, they never saw these lines yeah, in the sky. That's what that. most people believe. That's the law. That's, because they don't, think, they don't think they were doing it before then. Why? Why only the 80s and 90s? I don't know. I think I, I can't remember why. There is. There must be some reason that it became common. I think maybe that's when so certain types no of planes were, were more prominent. Safe. But a lot of people then come out of believing chemtrails when they're shown footage and pictures of mm-hmm. chemtrails so, from the so 1920s. It's simple, yeah. Because they were there. Evidence, yeah. Yeah. But that doesn't mean you can then just shove pictures in their face going, look, you're wrong. Because that's not going to... Yeah. You need to kind of... explain go, oh, Okay, well, there are photos of it. And, yeah. yeah. But it's, it's more difficult with political issues, I feel, because no one actually has that picture of chemtrails in the sky no. that they can show you. But, you can have evidence for other stuff that supports your argument. Yeah, but that can be achieved through, as we were saying, discussion. Yeah. And, and yeah. calm. And just allowing a diversity of views. Yeah. But again, if you're worried about immigration, for example, you don't just go, right, well, there's nothing wrong with immigration, immigration is fine. Yeah, because... Because it like, doesn't work. Like, they're still worried about it. You need to, you like... You can't be afraid Ask them of... what they are, show them the numbers from, like, a good mm-hmm. source. And if they don't trust that source, 
then you have to find a source that they do trust. Yeah. You can't that be still shows that the actual an numbers. issue just yeah. because it might be a touchy subject. Yeah. And then just say, right, well, this is what is already happening, because I think a lot of the time it comes down to people don't know how politics works and yeah. don't know how governments their, work. Their so, ignorance of yeah. them is, is better to have an easy... I mean, that's the whole thing with conspiracy theories, mm. right? They package that's, things uh, is one nice, thing. It's neat not, little explanations. Yeah. Part of the thing I've been reading it is not, it's not actually just, just that. Yeah. I, I thought that as well. It's not just that they believe conspiracy theories because it's simpler to because it was blown up. A lot of them are actually quite convoluted yeah. and sort of make it more complex. Yeah. I think the flat earth one is the perfect example of that. Is that that is oh, flat earthers. That is where you go. I don't believe that the earth is round, therefore it's flat. There's a massive ice wall around us. Um well, the most most conspiracy theories, there's there's a there's an end goal for the people who believe it. There's an end goal. Yeah, Governments or organisations are trying to do some something. Kind of they're trying to poison us. They're trying to control us. Whatever. What's the end goal with flat Earth? There's no, there is yeah. not. It's so weird. Oh, they're hiding it's it from so us. Why would they try and yeah make us believe it? One of the things that I read, not in this book, but I read uh, a while ago, is that they're hiding another continent from us. Yes. Yeah. No, it's over. So one particular group, because most most what, conspiracy theories outside so, of the ice. Wall? Yeah, yeah, because most conspiracy theories don't just have one thing that they believe. They have yeah, there's tiers of belief. Yeah. So like with chemtrails, there's people who believe that they're trying to control us, or they're trying to poison us, or they're trying to control the like uh, control mm-hmm. the temperature and the environment, the climate, whatever. There's different people like levels, and different people follow different kind of sects and parts. And part of the flat earth one is is that there's flat earth and around that there's an ice wall, but there are gaps somewhere in the ice wall and beyond them there's another continent and that they're hiding it from us. But why? Right. I'd love why? to get somebody on yeah. here what, what to, to, to discuss this with them. Somebody yeah, that we was, need to like, find a flat earth. David Icke. Somebody like David Icke. Lives yeah. on, lives on the right? David, if you're watching, come yeah. and join us. But somebody like that to pick their brains about this sort yeah. of thing. Not to criticise you. No, no, no. Gonna, I'm not interested in that whatsoever. Exactly. These beliefs. Yeah. Want to know why. Because it is such a strange way of thinking. It is. I find it so interesting, and people are so passionate about it. You could argue it's like a new age religion. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely it's, a cult. It's, it's a yeah. cult-like mentality. Cult mentality. It's, so a lot of the but people. But it's no stranger yeah. than like you know believing this this big man in the sky. Oh, yeah, controls everything that's just yeah. more that's been like more ingrained in society hasn't it yeah. yeah but there are posters in Portsmouth about chemtrails yeah yeah there's Have stickers you seen? on oh. there there's stickers on there I about lampposts flat earth stickers as well no, they're chemtrails I haven't seen flat earth ones I've seen stickers around like Portsmouth on lampposts and stuff saying geoengineering watch that they're there or they're spraying the skies and whatever. The thing is, for me, is that there's so much, if you look back on history, there's so much crazy shit that's actually happened. Yeah, it's like, why, why do you need do you, to make Exactly. <laughs> just learn yeah. about the crazy just shit that's happened. The there's so yeah. much to learn about. So much skullduggery and fuck shit and, yeah. you know, secret government yeah. cover-ups yeah. have yeah. gone on. Exactly. There's plenty. You don't need to, like... Well, I guess they don't invent them. They just follow the people that do invent them. Yeah. But it's like... There's enough. Mm. It doesn't need to be. Well, what happening. they tend to do is they tend to take some little facet yeah, that it's could like be a construed truth. as true. Yeah. So, and like with the chemtrails, it's, it's oh well, we've taken a, a soil sample and it's showing really high levels of aluminium and mm-hmm. brontium and strontium and whatever. I think those are the right ones. I know it's aluminium. You're just making ones. Like <laughs> I'm sure it's brontium and strontium. Glontium. I know it's aluminium, yeah, definitely. 
Uh, because Bronte and Winterbell, I've never yeah, heard of Strontium. I'm sure it's Strontium as well. Don't so quite. Really <laughs> no, no, but aluminium is the main one because, like, they were saying, look, we've done this test and there's seven, like, three hundred and fifty thousand parts per billion, like, like aluminium mm-hmm. content in this soil, and it there shouldn't be because that's that's way too much, and it's not. It's just yeah. it's not. Well, you've got always it like depends a, on the context. At, like aluminium is a really common and chemical correlation in doesn't soil. Doesn't always yeah. equal causation yeah. as well. Like, but what it was was the test that did this. For a the, the place where they did this test, it was the people who were pro believing in, in chemtrails. Yeah. They took it from a what they claimed was a pristine pond, where it doesn't touch the soil because it's double lined. So there's no like natural soil okay. seeping in whatever. It's double lined, but it's on the end of a dusty U-bend track, there's natural aluminium. There's like 7% just aluminium in the soil, automatically, in a lot of places, quite high level. And they've got like loads of dust because there's not much rain. And as cars are driving past, it's blown all the dust, it's settling in the bottom, it's building up over a few years, and there's nothing else coming into, like there's no like turnaround of the water. So all this stuff's building up. They've gone and tested and dug up a load of the sludge at the bottom and tested it and gone, yeah, there's, there's a lot of uh, aluminium. So that's there. just sort of... Because there will be. Yeah, that's But they're saying the that's proof of... How is that the leap that you make? Yeah. That's yeah. that you go, there's lots of aluminium lots in here. It can't be the aluminium over there so, that's yeah. being thrown into well, that's it. Because they've already geoengineering. Got, that's because they've already got the yeah, idea that it's happening that. and this yeah, is yeah, evidence yeah. of it. It's not... Yeah, no, yeah. It's just, it is bizarre. Bizarre ways of thinking. And the thing that annoys me the most is that it takes away from actual issues being yeah. discussed that re- really are affecting people yeah. on a daily basis. Well, this is like the whole partisan arguing and getting offended over everything. It's like, there's sure social interactions are important and we're social beings, but Speak for yourself. The, <laughs> the planet is literally just dying. dying. Yeah. It's on fire currently yeah. as we speak. Yeah. And People are more interested in the shots. There was an article today about how we've, you know, we're at we're passing the threshold. We're passing the breaking point. We need to keep climate change below one point five degrees, and they reckon it's going to reach. If we carry on the way we are now, it's going to go over. We're going to turn over three degrees. Over three degrees (laughs) in the next like fifty years or something crazy. So it's close. It's the last opportunity to to save the planet. And people are. Too worried about yeah, but I don't understand why people are worried about chemtrails because chem- chemtrails. Part of the thing that they think that they're doing is geoengineering, trying to stop climate change. Yeah. So what? Yes, yeah, so that's like, a problem. Yeah. If you're worried thing? about the climate you, change yeah. and you believe in chemtrails, you've got you've got some weird frogs gay, <laughs> Yeah, but I just don't understand. Like, I geoengineering is currently attempting to happen. But they haven't. They've never done any successful tests. Yeah. They can't. They because they're not. They're not at a stage yet where they can change the climate just by shooting stuff into mm-hmm. the sky. It just doesn't work. There's loads of theories for it, and there's yeah. loads of like evidence that it should work, but not mm-hmm. actual tests where and they've this done is it. The thing, a lot of they can do cloud seeding. But that's about it. If we don't buffer ideas up in terms of switching to renewables and mm. you know renewable source of electricity electric cars and everything then we're going to have to spend loads on like carbon capture yep. technology which is still you know it's not as well researched mm. and it's really expensive mm. so it's just like, come on guys get your shit together yeah so. but it's 
it's again it's, it's education yes yeah. yeah and a lot of people just go straight to the oh it's the renewable companies you know they just want to squeeze out coal and oil oh well that it's was like Candace anyone, argument anyone still yeah. using coal like I think it's that, but also people, yeah, education is the main thing because I think loads of people, and I mean regular people, just can't be bothered with all the recycling yeah. and the, the, yeah. the, that kind of thing. It's too so big have you have you had any well, have you had any conversation with people in, in Portsmouth recently? Because we got the wheelie bins. Have you got your black wheelie bin yet? Yes, I've got my black wheelie bin. My mum was really upset about it. Why? Yes. Too much rubbish. Not gonna be able to no, fit it all in. Yeah, not gonna. Yeah. Be able to, and then a week later, she's like, actually, it's quite good. I've yeah. been recycling lots more stuff. I I know someone who didn't recycle before they got this bin. Really? Yeah. She was saying that she produced a family didn't of three family of three was oh, producing no. six Did black bags of rubbish a week. Six. Like I was two like, bags yeah. per person. Yeah. I was <coughs> doing that in one week. I mean me as a family of four produced one a week. How are you producing six? I don't and understand. And that's with all the extra stuff your mum buys. Yeah exactly. Yeah, <laughs> No, no, the next day I came downstairs, and instead of the 17 big jacket potatoes, there was like just a little thing of small potatoes. Like and potatoes. I don't know where the big jacket potatoes had gone. So there was just like, it just looked like she'd done some magic and made them all smaller. Because there was just like these. And I just went, where have you put all the big potatoes? And why are there just little potatoes there now that I didn't see there yesterday? Yeah. Well, did you ask her? No, I didn't. Uh, ask her. And then when she turns around and says, magic. There they are. You need to yeah. know, this is going to be yeah. a, um, well, a recurring yeah. segment. So yes, yeah, so, so my, my friend said that she, she didn't uh, didn't recycle anything. Okay. She didn't have a recycling bin. Didn't recycle anything. Everything used to go into the big yeah. bin. Because when she she complained onto onto like to Portsmouth City Council saying this isn't going to be enough, they just went get a recycling. Because that you're producing way too much rubbish. Yeah. Because yeah. like I said, I, I'm I family for people are was, just so impervious and, to change. Yeah. But the thing is, is she said that she, <coughs> work. she knows how to recycle. And the benefits of yeah. it, actually. I'm not sure she wouldn't bother. So she actually messaged yeah. me later and said, oh, by the way, I'm recycling now because I've got no fucking choice, basically. <laughs> but So she got a recycling bin and now like, she recycles everything. But in England especially, or the UK in general, recycling, not policies, but the recycling kind of guidelines are just different for everybody. County, it's yeah, it's ridiculous. not as. Yeah. They really need more joined up thinking and, and yeah. stuff like that. There's a lot of innovation happening in this area, though. Mm. So, like, my non biological farmer has just started, uh, has just started a company, and yep. something that we're looking to do for this company mm. is create in more innovative ways to help people recycle around the homes, become more uh, energy efficient yeah. Yeah. in their homes. And I think that's something, an area that is really open at the moment yeah, yeah. is that mm-hmm. ways that you can make or help people mm. to help the planet help, yeah. help ways themselves. that you can make it easy yeah exactly because people they don't want to put a lot of effort in yeah. even if their literal survival depends upon it yeah because it's off even just like 20 or 30 years in the future it's not a problem right now well, it's even but the, if you people make can't bother to put stuff in the in the recycling because they have to rinse the tins out yeah and they just can't be bothered two seconds of your you life just, yeah, you do kind of need to do that though 
or you have to accept a council tax rise in order to pay mm -hmm. the people to yeah. do yeah. it for you. Yeah. And nobody wants to do that. And no one wants to mm -hmm. do that. That's like one of the most unpopular things. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Or you privatise it. You privatise it and you have to pay, pay yourself, which again, no one's going to yeah. do that. But, but people want everything for free and they're not going to, they yeah. can't yeah. do this on the scale that we need without money being well, This like, is kind of why the whole libertarian argument just leaving people to do as they will in small states kind of work. falls down because yeah. people are dicks. Yeah. Very rarely are they going to organise. The only time people organise is in the face of adversity. Yeah, but in a face of near immediate adversity, adversity yeah. they can't think of climate change because it's on a scale too big for them too to comprehend. But is, is, is it not near an immediate adversity? Is well, it not like we it's have it's three years? It's fairly near an immediate to us, but I guess if you don't read it and... Yeah. Well, it's immediate yeah. to us in the sense that we know that if we don't do something now, something bad it will happen have later, but it, I think most people think immediate people as in it's already like, affecting it's now, like, and people don't oh, think it is. it's not happening now? People okay. living in the cities don't, don't think of climate change as affecting them that much. Yeah. They go rainy a bit, who cares? Yeah. They don't think about that. When they're breathing in that dirty, disgusting yeah, air, they're they're they don't think... Yeah, they don't think, oh, this is, maybe this is an issue. Maybe this isn't so bad. Yeah, maybe my grandkids. People sort of romanticise the whole, like, you know, Black the smog in the dirty air of places like London and stuff. Well, that's why there's, there's a, Wolverhampton used to be called the Black Country. Yeah. People used to think it was, it was a racist thing because there was loads of, like, but loads no, of Indians moved there. It was because like, of the industry, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, but they had loads of Smelting. coal. Is that really coal. why it's called? I, I never yeah, knew that that's that was why it was called. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's called the Black Country because they... Like all the buildings had turned black, basically, yeah, just, just from. It's a pride thing. I'm from the black I country. Yeah. My uh, my older brother, when he was younger, he thought that black and white pictures were black and white because of all the smog. Oh, really? Like, yeah, he thought that it just turned everything grey. He thought they were black and white. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And then we had to introduce him to the concept yeah. of race. <laughs> but yeah, no, just the concept of colour in general. <laughs> just seeing. Want to talk about this? I thought this yeah, sure. Got a little bit. A little bit. I've got a nip off in like fifteen minutes. That's cool. That's what we'll this could be our yeah. thing. We'll wrap it up. But yeah, so hundreds of academics at top UK universities accused of bullying. Anyone been bullied by a lecturer here? <sighs> Not as far as I know. What are you asking me for? <laughs> no, I feel like you've had a run-in before. Have I? Uh, no, you had like a slight. I have disagreements. Yeah, you have disagreements. Yeah, but why? What, 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 what particular example are you thinking of? I can't remember now, Andrew. Uh, I guess maybe Marcus. Does he even teach or anything? I'm not sure. Should we name drop? Yeah. Probably not. We're not going to get banned from the room. Yeah. Oh, he's my best mate. He's disrespected the sanctity of the recording. But anyway, yeah, so this is, it's a pretty broad, yeah, nearly 300 academics, including senior professors and laboratory directors. We're accused of billing students and colleagues, so it's not just... Yeah, see, I think the student thing is probably... It's not just professor to student, yeah. it's actually... I, th I, I think that's, that's most well. people probably think that happens. Yeah. Like they're, they're a bit... Not bullying them in like a traditional sense of hitting them and, and calling no, them names, no, but they're probably treating them unfairly because Psychological of, kind yeah, of yeah. abuse. I think, I think people know that. It's yeah, probably that's happening. like what you talked about with your co-PE teacher. Oh yeah, that's definitely yeah. Well, I had, a, <laughs> I had a PE teacher that told me that um, I was never going to pass the GCSE. Yeah, and I, I was one mark off of an A. Yeah, um, but he told me in, in, in a meeting with my yeah. mum. He said to me and my mum, he said, uh, "Yeah, you're not going to. I don't think you'll pass." My mum's like, "What?" <laughs> it was like, "Yeah, I, I doubt you'll even 
I really don't get a C. And then, uh, yeah, didn't send my uh, paper off to be remarked. One mark off of an A. I guess you could feel quite, you know, proud that maybe. Oh yeah, it was so like intimidated a, I, by. Yeah. Yeah, but it wasn't like, uh, even after the meeting. Right. I, I wasn't like, oh, my feelings are hurt. I was yeah. like, I'm going to prove this sucker yeah, wrong. And maybe you did that on purpose. Yeah, yeah maybe it's all maybe reverse. Maybe that's so character like, building. Yeah. He was yeah. like, that's my boy. If I do that, he's going to try. And yeah. to be fair, I feel like that's win, a win. pretty high failure. It's a win-win either way, isn't it? Because either you don't pass and, and he's, he's proven right. right or you do pass and you like he's like oh no i'm wrong but you passed so yeah looks good for him doesn't it really so his partner was the uh te- my tech teacher yeah and we at our school we would have a parent teacher day where we'd go in and yeah. Yeah. go around and speak to all of the teachers yeah all schools do that just saying yeah but, but usually it's just like evening. yeah but yeah, usually yeah, it's just with one teacher isn't it yeah Oh, for, for me it was. This was like the year 11 thing. It was we'd go oh, in and right. speak to the tutor. Oh, I've always had to go oh, okay. and speak no, to the tutor. Oh, really? Yeah. So we'd go in. Yeah. We had, it was quite a big school. We had yeah. 16 forms. There were four colleges. So yeah. um, we'd just speak to our form tutor okay. and they'd just go, oh, yeah, you're doing really well here and not here. Yeah. And they'd look at oh, no, no, we, we, yeah. you have to book all the things in my yeah. library. Right. Okay. Our schools. Yeah. So for, yeah, in year 11, we went around and spoke to all of the teachers and we went to see my product design teacher first and I hated product design. I was really shit at it and I really didn't enjoy Who's it. Who's good at product design? <laughs> there were, the, the odd few people that were really good, yeah. I imagine. Um, but we went there and my mum and my product design teacher had a bit of a balmy mm-hmm. and then went to the PE teacher and it was like they'd had quick text oh. correspondence and he it's like, ruined was this kid. a bit of an arse in, in that Jeez. meeting as well. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. It can be such like a, a schoolyard environment, not to make a part. So I wonder what I wonder what the, the details are. Just as childish. Yeah, I wonder what the details are with them actually bullying one of these the students. Is, like how? What, what, what are they classing really as bullying? Is that at an internationally renowned laboratory, the pressure was reportedly so extreme people were driven to falsify data rather than incur the wrath of the so that is literally like so make, he's pissed off making if, shit up yeah to feed to suit him and to keep ideology him yeah, yeah that's just well this i think to me that's the bigger problem not the bullying yeah i i don't find you know obviously bullying students is bad yeah okay. i agree but to me but i don't I find it far falsifying data could yeah, be problematic in the long be bullying run your colleagues into just you know, well that, that's all somebody doing that should be Institution. No, yeah, they should. They should definitely. But like I said, I want to know. I want to know what like. In academia. Not saying. But how crazy is that? Not saying that I don't believe them, but I want to know. Like, are they just saying, "Oh well, I didn't get the grades that I wanted. It's because they didn't like me, so they bullied me." Like for yeah, students, I want to know if that's it's quite a difficult thing to. Uh, How do you judge what, yeah. what is bullying and what is... Like, obviously, there's obvious harassment, like, sexual harassment, physical abuse, like, yes, yeah. easily done, as in to, to, to quantify and, and yeah. record and yeah. stuff, but... How, how, are you, how are you doing it in verbal ways? Like, if they're just dismissive of an idea that you had, that's not necessarily yeah. bullying. Well, it says, but I you might feel like you've been... Like I a think victim this of falsifying uh, data did actually include students because they're saying a former researcher. Mostly, this was just a survival strategy to survive meetings and didn't make it into the literature, but not always. So there's stuff that's being purported as fact. Yeah, that next. Guess this is why you got to be skeptical. Some well, students, uh, some students were driven to attempt suicide as a result. Yeah, others broke down and simply vanished from science. So it, it, where was this? 
This is say it's, where it was. It's all kept anonymous, which is obviously, you know... You That's quite your, frustrating. come to your own conclusions about that. It, I guess it's to protect the identities of the people. Yeah. But also kind of compromises. It's a way to sort exactly. of be like, you've got no reference point mm. for it. Yeah. But it's uh, that's I quite troubling. It here. I don't that. reckon it probably yeah, happens here, but obviously you don't know. No well, not on our course anyway. Like. No. I think our bullying happens a lot everywhere. I, I can yeah. see why it would happen more. Although they said social sciences, but in the hard sciences, definitely. I could well, see there's why, any, anywhere that's way more competitive. Yeah, well, it's competitive, but it's also way high-minded. It's, like, it's way more prevalent in places where there are obvious levels of power mm-hmm. structures going mm-hmm. on not that that's the only reason but like yeah. you've got someone who's controlling a lot of mm-hmm. people whereas at least on our course everyone questions the power structures that's definitely yeah the case yeah. so it's just like fuck you i uh one of my housemates does a uh, interior architecture mm-hmm. and says that her lectures she spends a lot of time just like in the studio doing work and then they'll sort of survey yeah. And she said that some of her lecturers, they're just assholes. Yeah. They'll just come over and just say that that's rubbish, what you're doing. Yeah, like, just and they just, yeah, yeah. So that sort of stuff, if that could probably be construed as bullying. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, yeah, ripping depends, into each other, encouraging depends. students yeah. to rip into other students, yeah. that kind of thing. Well, I don't know, it depends how they're doing it. Like, so I think we're talking about it casually, but like, and your friend's probably talking about it casually, but... Is it that the teachers come over and said that's rubbish, or have they critiqued it? No, no, way? like actually. Yeah, because I was yeah. say, cause if they've come over and said mm, could be better because you've got this. No, no, no. Not, not even in a constructive yeah, way. Yeah, I was going to say, constructive criticism, no. that's not bullying. So. Yeah. No, no, not yeah, at all. Yeah. Not, not, not in a constructive way, just saying that it's poor and yeah. it doesn't deserve to be. Yeah. yeah. And that can be course. quite like, you know, that can knock your confidence. Well, for oh, sure. Of the universities that. Provided data, Portsmouth had the highest number with fifty-one academic space and complaints. I haven't uh, even I hadn't even read we're, it. we're in Portsmouth University. Yeah, this is a bad time. To, not good luck, I'm guys. I'm not laughing at we, especially, at, especially as we were saying. We just like, said it probably doesn't happen here. We're the worst at it. Well, I mean that's reported, so they're facing complaints. They might not necessarily. The university said the figure reflected its robust reporting system, yeah. not the institutionalised bullying at the university. We've got a very robust reporting system. More reports because more people do report. Yeah. Because they just want to use the report system. It just shows that it's We have an open and supportive culture and encourage staff and students yeah, to report their concerns. Sure. Well, if that's the case, I'd be very interested in talking to some people, not even necessarily on the podcast, but just talking to people that have experienced this kind Mm -hmm. of thing, because Mm -hmm. if that is going... Why so many people have left? Yeah, I'm starting to question why... If that is going on, I want to to call it out and and see why something has been done about that. You want to investigate, because you can say it's the robust reporting system, but there's still a lot, it seems like a lot. Of complaints. Yeah, absolutely. You could argue that we're just being It doesn't really say the departments or anything, does it? Yeah. No. No. And it does say of the universities that provided data, so there could be ones that are much worse and have just gone, nah, fuck, we're not, mm. not going to engage in that. Could you, you could... That's a pretty bold move. <laughs> just offering it up, like, yeah. What were you going to say, Jack? You could, could you put in some kind of, like, freedom of information required for, like, I guess so, require, probably. Something like that. So that'd be quite interesting. That is quite a bombshell. The thing is, is, they're not going to be able to put names though, are they? I don't think. No, not. No, but you might be able to get more people who are accused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anonymity. Yeah. 
but yeah, interesting. Yeah, very interesting indeed. It's like, how does that affect people in later life when they're, you know, exiting into the workplace? Applying for graduate schemes. Yeah, this yeah. is pretty much all universities these days. It's like a vehicle yeah. onto getting graduate jobs. Yeah, well, it's not my confidence if I thought I'm, yeah. I was being... I wouldn't uh, be looking forward to the workplace. No. Because that's supposed to be even more, it can be an even more competitive yeah, absolutely. and toxic environment, mm. especially if you're going into anything to do with government. Yeah. Right, should we wrap it up there? Yeah, yeah. I think that's a good place to end. Yeah, yeah. thank you very end. much for watching and all listening. Yeah. Yes. Um, and we'll be back next week. With Rami, maybe. Hopefully with other people. Yeah. In general, yeah. Yeah, we need to, we need to sort out yep. guest appearances. Cool. Yeah. Thank you very much. Cheers. Thank you.